got divisional football headed our way starting tomorrow. A big one on our airwaves. So let's bring in some help for all of these divisional games. Lance Taylor of the next round live. Check him out on Lance'sLocks.com. And Lance, thanks for your time. We've got Texans Ravens Saturday. That's a 4.30 p.m. kick. You can watch that on ESPN, ABC, and on ESPN+. Plus. What do you have for us on this one? You know, right now, Amber, it looks like uh, the Ravens, you know, that coveted one seed in the AFC. Uh, according to ESPN bet, nine and a half is the number right now with a total of 43 and a half. And everybody talks about bad Lamar, bad postseason Lamar. And Lamar Jackson is 0-2 in this divisional round. But you look at the Texans, 0-4 in the divisional round, losing by almost 15 points per game on average. I just feel like this Ravens team is different. And, look, I give – the Texans and D'Amico Ryan's a ton of credit. C.J. Stroud just playing otherworldly right now. But the Ravens, 11-6 and six against the number, and I think sitting at home getting a little healthier this week. I think the Ravens come out. Big game from Zay Flowers. I like the Ravens. Big number here, minus 9.5. I don't know that's, that's kind of hard to lay when you look at a team like the Texans, especially coming off the uh, of demolishing Cleveland this past weekend and just completely uh, making Joe Flacco look like, uh, you know, instead of a, a, a guy that just turned 38 years old and has won seven road playoff games in his career, look like a rookie out there. Um, I, I think the Ravens uh, still best team in the AFC, and I like them minus nine and a half, and I think they move forward. So you like the Ravens laying the big number, LT. Follow them again on Twitter, at the Lance Taylor, and uh, hit them up on at lanceslock.com. Green Bay and the Niners. LT, I mean, look, maybe I'm nuts, and I'm, I'm fascinated to see if you agree with me. I'm going to lay the nine and a half. Uh, that's where it is right now on ESPN Bet. Am I insane? Well, look, this is an NFL record 10th playoff meeting between these two, and it is a big number, but much like the Ravens, the 49ers get another week, get Christian McCaffrey a little bit more healthy. And, you know, what gives here? You look at how well Jordan Love's been playing, 7-2 over his last nine games, 21 touchdowns, only one pick. They completely uh, just skull-drug the Dallas Cowboys last week. And, you know, Aaron Jones has been so good his last four games out. But, you know, on the other side, the Niners have won five consecutive home playoff games. And there's a reason they're the one seed. It's hard to get the bad performance of Brock Purdy against Baltimore and the four picks out of your mind. Uh, I just don't see a repeat of this. Uh, this Packers team is young. I think they're playing with house money. I think they'll come in loose. But I think San Francisco, too physical. I'm with you, Ian. I'll lay the nine and a half here at ESPN Bet. The over-under on this one is 50.5 right now, according Ooh. to ESPN Bet. How do you feel about that? That feels high to me. Yeah, you know, it is a big number in the postseason, and especially where this, you know, Green Bay offense was to where they are right now. And, you know, if you would have told me back in September is, you know, that Jordan Love and the Packers are going to be in the postseason, they're going to make the divisional round, and it's going to be an offense that will be able to move the ball in the 49ers, I would have said you're crazy. Uh, But, Amber, I kind of right now, I haven't officially given up that total, but I kind of lean over 15 and a half. Wow. Damn, and that is a big number. If you want to know I think his, that's pick an on insult that one, to that Packers defense. Is I think what's happening there. <laughs> she got it right there. Lanceslock.com to get the his, his official pick on that total. Uh, go to Sunday LT and Lance Taylor, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Next Round Live, joining us here on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Um, man, this this one's interesting. It's a feel good story with on both sides, Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield, both reclamation quarterbacks, yet you also have this remarkable feel in a resurgent city 
uh, with their football team in the Detroit Lions. They're laying six and a half total, 49 and a half. What do you got? Yeah, this is uh, going to be a fun game, man. You know, and I'm, I'm still heartbroken, beat up. I, I had the, the worst of both worlds because, Ian, you know how much of a Rams fan I am. I've been a Rams oh, fan for man. all my life. It's a, another kid to me. And not only did I have Detroit minus the three, but Detroit wins the game and doesn't cover. So it was like a double whammy for me. Um, I still think the Rams are one of the best four teams left or would have been left in the NFC, NFC and obviously didn't happen. But Baker Mayfield's playing at another level, and he's playing with that Baker edge right now. Um, on the back end of this defense, though, Detroit gives up a ton of big plays. And you saw Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua make a couple of those plays last week. And I get Detroit you know, credit. They made some adjustments at halftime, and they slowed the Rams down. Uh, but now comes in Baker, and as, as much as I said that Green Bay's playing with house money, this is Tampa, man. They are loose. Mike Evans is rejuvenated. Um, and, you know, Rashad White, the way they're able to run the football. I love me some Amon Ross St. Brown and these weapons of Detroit, but, you know, Detroit's got to get past winning that first playoff game since 1991 and then being able to come back down. And with that said, this number at six and a half, I just think it's too many points. I think it's a one possession game. I'll grab me some bucks on the road here. Both teams are 12 and six against the number, uh, but I think this is too many points. So I'm going to play the bucks here. Tight game. I lean lines win the game. I'm not prepared to say this is a live dog situation with the bucks on the money line. But right now at ESPN Bet, I'm going to take the Bucks plus six and a half. Finally, here, Lance, this is the smallest spread of the weekend. Chiefs, Bills, two and a half point spread on ESPN. But a bet Buffalo has the favorite here. You know, it's hard to, uh, you know, this is kind of like, you know, being in our neck of the woods. Whenever you see Alabama getting points, whether it's a Georgia or just one of these one offs every two or three years, it's hard not to take Alabama. And this is a situation where the Chiefs are getting points. Pat Mahomes, 7-1-1 one, one in his career against the number as a dog. Um, this Chiefs offense just seems broken. Now, on the other side, you got some major injuries. I mean, this is kind of a depleted Buffalo defense. Um, but you, you look at the Bills, they forced 30 turnovers this season, second most in the NFL. Um, I think that's going to be a factor in Buffalo. Uh, another amazing number is this Bills team in 16 postseason games since 1970. They're 14 and two at home. Um, Mahomes better quarterback, but Allen, Josh Allen's one of these guys that you know on a given Sunday can look like the best quarterback in the NFL. So I like the Bills here. Um, you know, if this thing was three and a half, I might feel differently, but because it's a smidge under that that hard number of three, I'm going to lay the two and a half, and I'm going to play the Bills here. Baltimore minus nine, San Fran minus a nine and a half, Tampa plus the points, and he's got the Bills laying in the small number at home. LT, we appreciate it. You mentioned your neck of the woods before we turn you loose. You've Alabama has had over two dozen players hit the transfer portal since Nick Saban retired, and I see a lot of people blaming Kalen DeBoer for this, which to me is asinine. It's free agency out there. You're, you got boots on the ground. What's the pulse of what is happening right now with the Alabama football team post-Saban? Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you on Kalen DeBoer, and he was the guy I said was 1A. Like, if Greg Byrne, the athletics director, could go out and get a guy that makes the most sense to keep this thing chugging along, obviously nobody's going to, going to be able to do what Nick Saban did win six national championships, but I thought DeBoer was the best available guy. Um, I think Alabama fans at that point weren't really familiar. Your diehard college football fan was because what the board has been able to do over the last couple of years in Washington, Alabama fans were unsure. 
Then they saw the initial presser on Saturday. They were like, I like what I see. I like that the moment's not too big for this guy. I like what he's saying. I like the philosophies. They were all in, and then the portal fallout started. And the name that really got Alabama fans, uh, you know, really, you know, about to jump off a cliff was Caleb Downs, the freshman All-American safety. And then, you know, the, the, the touted next Bryce Young, Tua Tungvaloa, Mac Jones, was Julian Say and the five-star recruit, about, recruit, quarterback recruit that a lot of people have as the number one quarterback coming out in this class. He heads to the portal after Washington brings in their own Austin Mack, a guy that's been in that program, uh, was the backup to Michael Penix this past year, but redshirted. Um, I think that was the moment that Alabama fans truly are in a panic state. Um, I think right now there's rumors, there's miscommunication going on, and I find that hard to believe because Kalen DeBoer, he said his self-strength is organization, and I, I, I don't really know what's going on. I will say the Alabama Collective, it's going in the right direction. It was kind of messy uh, when we first started this NIL stuff. Um, they, they're on the same page. I think the problem is, Alabama's not used to spending seven hundred thousand to a million dollars for a kid in the portal, and now you've got kids that you know reports were that possibly when Nick Saban the team got back from the uh, really emotional Rose Bowl loss to the eventual national champion Michigan that you know guys were coming in to meet with Saban and it wasn't about what can we do to get better next year it was what what can you give me what what can I get uh, what can I make more this year than I did last year in the portal because this is what I feel I'm worth. And with that said, I just I think the unknown for some of these players with Kalen DeBoer, the ability for other teams to come and pick the bones um, of Alabama's roster. I mean, it's a mess. Uh, there's no guardrails. We know that. Um, you know, I think the only answer, and this is a much deeper topic, is to make these guys contractual employees. And you got to sign contracts with universities. And it's just a, a bad situation. I tell Alabama fans. When Kayla DeBoer, I, I tried to go back and do this. I think the number was 28. Huskies went into the portal when he took that job out of Fresno State. And he won 11 games in year one and played for a national championship in year two. He's got much more with that roster in Tuscaloosa right now. So I'm telling Alabama fans to be patient. I seem like the ultimate hype man for Kayla DeBoer. I do believe he's an outstanding coach. I think he will uh, thrive at Alabama. It's just kind of a, a dark time with this portal situation. But I really, honestly, guys, I don't know any coach that could have kept coming and been able to have roster retention across the board. Maybe Kirby Smart, but that would have been it. Yeah, you, you just can't retain your roster when Nick Saban decides to leave your program, right? Where do you go from the greatest to ever do it? Lance Taylor, the next round live. Also check him out on Lance'sLocks.com. Thanks, Lance. Amber, get well. Ian, talk soon. <laughs> Amber, sorry. I didn't mean to out you there, Amber, but yeah, you're, you're playing hurt. Yes, you yeah, hey, look, God bless you. You're playing hurt tonight. <laughs> well, it's a little hurt, uh, the situation as well with college football, particularly Alabama right now with all of those transfers and just transfers galore everywhere. It's impossible to even keep up with the transfer portal at this point. Coming up next year on Amber and Ian, we're going to dive into the panic going on in Alabama. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. In the landscape of college sports in just a moment because everyone's fleeing from Alabama right now in the wake of Nick Saban retiring. It's not very shocking to me, but I know it has caught some Bama fans here off guard. We'll get into that in just a moment. Tune into college basketball action tomorrow as Texas hosts Baylor. Coverage begins at 1130 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. But first, before we get into that, Ian, something much more important to discuss. You have been doing this job (laughs) in radio for how how long? 20 years? What are we talking? 30. 30. 30, 30 years. Okay, 30 student, years. student reporter, nine, 1993. Yeah, 30 so years this man so it's 40 years. has been doing No, 30 years. This, there you go. 30, whatever right. it is. It's, it's yeah. longer Math. than our AP, I think, and Harry Black has been alive. So the point is you have been doing this thing a hell of a long time. With, I know where you're going with this. Here and go. the golden rule God in this – I know. Job. I know. Is there's like three things you do not eat while you are on air. Now, I have two broken this rule. The one that I struggle with is not eating almonds while doing the show. I have been one who I've been known to, you know, I go grab some almonds or some peanuts. That's a terrible idea. Terrible, terrible idea. What I just did. Get bits of it in your throat. You will be choking the whole show. But the number one thing, the number one thing that all broadcasters know, Ian, popcorn. Huge note. I couldn't help it, Amber. I'm sorry. Look, so I have a, a damn. If anybody has a remedy, please tweet us at Ian Fitz ESPN at Amber W Sports or call in at 888 say ESPN 888-729-3776. It's like 11 degrees here in Dallas. You know, I, I walk outside. You know, Amber does the show from her home in Sarasota, Florida. I do the show from my studio here in, in Dallas, Texas, and it's about 11 degrees, wind chill. I walk out, and my wife's got a fire going, um, wood burning, by the way, not remote controlled. And, you know, there's... <laughs> Don't she, hate, okay. She's, she's watching Don't James Bond, and there's, and there's fresh-made popcorn. There's fresh-made popcorn, fire, and James Bond. How are you supposed to not go and say, you know, hey, everything good? By the way, my, my oldest daughter took my truck. Uh, which I didn't know happened on Friday nights because I'm not normally here on a Friday. I'm normally traveling on Fridays during football season. And how do you not grab a handful of fresh-made popcorn with a fire and James Bond and your wife? I do I, so I did it. This- I know. I knew I had four minutes, right? And I, I, I knew it 
And what am I dealing with right now? There's a damn kernel stuck in between my teeth and my gum, and I can't get the damn thing out. So it's a JV move. I understand it. Three decades of doing radio and TV, and I pulled, but I couldn't help it. It it kept calling me. It was like Pookie in freaking New Jack City. I mean, I couldn't help it. Anybody gets that reference, by the way, you're our age. But, but, I mean... (laughs) I couldn't help it. So, yes, it was a bad move, but I'm, now I'm dealing with a kernel stuck in, in between my teeth and my gum, and it's driving me insane. There you go. So you are you so, outed me, and I, and I outed you earlier, but you're playing hurt. I'm just a moron. There you go. Well, I have run into the same problem where my son has an affinity for popcorn because kids aren't allowed to have popcorn. They're not supposed to have popcorn until they're four years old. Okay. Because I didn't even know that. of the kernels. Yeah. It's because it's a choking hazard. It's like the last remaining choking hazard. So even yeah, it's like they can eat solid food and all that stuff and they get used to everything else and you can introduce essentially everything else to them over I'm the first four parent. years except for popcorn. Okay, so they're not supposed to have popcorn until they're four because of the kernels that get stuck in the throat. And I guess kids don't have the ability to, like, try to clear them, even though you and I also fail at doing that as adults. So that's the whole problem. So he didn't get popcorn until he was four. My kid's four and a half, almost heading towards five here. So this has been like a new thing this year for him. He has fallen in love with this new thing. And this man wants popcorn every night of his life. So often I have the same problem as you during the show. He wants, he'll come, I'll come out of commercial breaks. Mommy, can you make me some popcorn? So now I had to pop that puppy in the microwave yes. and I have to smell it. I have to smell it. I love popcorn too. I have to smell it. I have to watch it pop Coach. the whole thing. And then I'm not yes. supposed to take any of it. I, I do run into this problem myself. Yeah, well, I just did. And I, I broke rule number one and uh, I'm paying for it right now. So there you go. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the topic at hand, which is the athletes fleeing from Alabama. Uh, Nick Saban retires. I don't think it's surprising. I mean, we we live in this landscape anyways of college football where everyone's headed to the transfer portal. It's practically, you always call it free agency. That's what it feels like. It's basically everyone's a free agent all the time across college sports. But particularly when you have the departure of not just the coach and the coaching staff that you signed up for, but also, you know, the person who was the greatest to ever do it. I imagined that, yes, there would be some growing pains for that. And one of them would be kids wanting to leave that program or at least considering leaving that program and throwing their names into the transfer portal. Yeah, You know what's crazy, Amber? Um, it's, it's like what we were talking to Rhett Lashley, SMU head coach, about – you know, all the SMU wide receivers, you know, and players that he coached that are that are playing in the divisional round in, in the NFL, uh, focusing on, on Kansas City wide receiver Rasheed Rice. But you asked him about, you know, what's your life like on the road, you know, with NIL and the portal? And he goes, you ain't got enough time. I mean, it's, 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 it's NFL free agency, but there's no salary cap. So it's, you know, if you, if you have a collective that is going, hey, man, Here's $2 million to a safety. Like, this just came down on ESPN.com. Tom Van Aaron reporting that Caleb Downs, a true freshman, safety, a badass for Alabama, and a first-team All-American as a freshman is going to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. There's 25 players that have left Alabama, and it's not because of Caleb DeBoer. And any person, any Alabama fan 
that thinks it's because of Kalen DeBoer, man, your dad is your uncle. I mean, you, you are an absolute idiot. It has nothing to do with Kalen DeBoer. It has everything to do with free agency. Like Kalen well, I DeBoer, I think it's the changing of the guard too. I mean, I don't think it matters to, to who would have to, taken that job. Uh, maybe I should Anybody. say. Let me let me rephrase. It shouldn't have anything. It, it, some it, it, some of it is right. But Nick Saban was losing guys, you know, eight to ten guys every year to the transfer portal anyway. Kirby Smart, where did Ad Mitchell come from for Texas, Georgia? Right. I, I mean, it, it, it. This is not just. It's not just twenty five guys leaving Bama because Saban left. Like, look, but look at Washington. That's what Rhett Lashley was talking about. Washington's starting 11 from a national championship game, they're all gone. Right. Either the NFL or two or, or seven of them to the portal. I mean, But Amber, the hard part about this is you restrict right. where kids get to be. Well, you're saying it's not right, but if you look at it from the student-athlete's perspective, like it's not good. I will agree. It's not good for the state of college football as a product. But – I can't argue that it's not right because I got to choose where I wanted to go to college. And if I was at the university of Florida and felt like transferring to the university of Georgia, I could have done that. Right. I knew plenty of people that did that sort of stuff. If I was then at Georgia and decided to transfer to Auburn, I could have done that. There was no restrictions on me, even though I had academic scholarships out the wall. It didn't matter. Right. Yeah, I could do what I want. So why should we, it be different from student athletes? Well, we need more so time on this wrong. one. Yeah, we, we need more we need time a lot on this more one. time. We're out of time. We don't have time. There's also an NIL portion of this conversation. Congress just had another meeting, so to speak, proposed legislation for NIL. I don't even have time to get into that, but we have time to get into plenty other things because it's the divisional round. We'll give you our picks next. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Not much of a challenge for us now that Ian Fitzsimmons is back in the saddle. It was a oh, big challenge come for us on, in the Amber. Season. What are you doing? That, that's a jinx. Well, it's come true. on. Oh, come on. Is it? Yes. All I'm saying is that since you're back here on Fridays, which oh. you hadn't been during the regular season, during the regular season, our standing, our record was truly atrocious because Ian Fitzsimmons was not with that, us. That was not the It was the up reason. to me and a cast of rotating co hosts. However, we, we tried. We were here. so bad the, the last week. We tried to tank to win the little trophy. Couldn't even get this that is a done. great story you guys Couldn't told me last week. Done. I had no idea about this, but for people who missed last week, and Amber, by the way, put all uh, but put the regular season record, which was barely ahead of Greeny, who finished dead last. It had nothing to do with Amber. It was uh, it was all about Philin Dejour, right? Because mm-hmm. Amber, you you're not taking the That's L on who I this. Blame. I'm not taking it. Yeah, sounds like a lot of excuses to me. I was here all I was here all season. It was Amber. It was a lot of Amber, Amber making terrible picks. It wasn't a lot of Amber. This is not true. Mostly uh, Amber making give terrible picks. Gary Black, come on, man. Former Illini. Who some put, Amber. So, mostly so, rotating co-hosts. So it was here, terrible. But this is a new. This is a, here, a Here's a story. The you tried to tank to finish dead last. Correct. And, yes. and how'd that go? Greeny was was so bad that we couldn't even do that. So we could not even do that. We could not accomplish that goal. So we did not win the loser trophy. That instead went to Mike Greenberg. So I wonder if it did anybody actually have the nerve around here to hand that to Greeny? He's not here. It's on one of the, I think yeah, it's on one of their producers' desks. 
It was Bubba. Yeah, there's Bubba zero. Did Greeny even know about it? Did Bubba even tell Greeny about it? Greeny was who knows? Know. <laughs> who knows about that? No, Bubba was stuck in Dallas for like yeah, a week. I know. That's kind of hilarious, actually. And he that. never called me. Poor Bubba. Sad Bubba. He's Bubba. I mean, whenever I come <laughs> I to Connecticut, whenever I come to but campus in Bristol, Bubba's the first guy that goes, hey, uh, you taking me out to dinner? Of course he is. Well, I mean, I mean yes. First guy. We, uh, we, we used to have dinner club back in the day, right? Not a surprise. Right? And you had was, dinner club? Drew Brooks. Um, oh, uh, uh, Marvin. No one's ever taken me out to oh, dinner Marv. around these parts. Remember Marv? Marvin yeah. Prince? Dan yeah, Patrick shows Marvin Prince now. Yeah, yeah, it was Drew Brooks, Marvin Prince, and, and, and Bubba and I would always go to dinner whenever I came to campus. And now, Good Lord, how long have you people been here? Did he did he make you take him to Chili's? Is that where he made you take him? No, we went to uh, smoking with Chris. Um, and then some. Other, yeah, we're not going to get into all that. We're not going to get free plugs out. How here. long have but you anyway. actually been at ESPN Radio, Ian? Me, off and on. Yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. Okay, ninety-seven. Wowzers! Alrighty. She's trying to do yeah. math right uh, now. Still eating popcorn. That's going about as well as her picks did. <laughs> yes, no I'm kidding. Well, this is why my out. picks aren't good. So let's move it along to the postseason, where we do, in fact, have Ian Fitzsimmons help for the postseason. So the look we on are your face when I said nineteen ninety-seven. How old is this guy? Anyway, no, so I was trying. I was trying to calculate. Where that would have been then in your career, how much time you would have had. I was trying to figure out when you would have graduated college versus when you started here. That's what I was doing. I started Alabama in 1990, left in 1996. Being a bookie and a bartender at the same time yeah. will not so get you, you out in four years. you basically walked right into ESPN out of the gate. You were one Pretty of much. those. Yeah. Watching yeah. her yeah, try I to do that those. math was like that <laughs> scene in The Hangover where Zach Galifianakis character is at the poker table and all the numbers not are what flying I was doing. I was trying to yeah, figure no, out I when he would have graduated yeah, college it. versus 97. Anyways, the point is a uh, very privileged Ian Fitzsimmons here just getting to privileged. walk into the mothership at ESPN. Right. You are privileged because our record right now is at five and one. We are sitting atop the standings. Carlin versus Joe, four and two. Unsportsmanlike, yeah, three me. and three. Tied with him. Freddie and Harry. Tied with Game Night and also tied with Greeny. So right now we are head to head with Carlin and Joe. All right. Let's give me some music here, Harry Black. Give me some music. Here we go. Come on. Let's go to the picks. Come on. Here we go. All right. So we're going to begin with Houston and Baltimore, right? Yep. Oh, baby. Nine and a half point favorite, according to ESPN Bet. These Baltimore Ravens, this game. Tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. This is the one that you can watch. ABC, ESPN, and on ESPN+. Plus. Most of America right now, they're backing the Houston Texans because of C.J. Stroud. 61% of the wagers in America are on the Houston Texans. Guess what? You know what I do in this situation, Amber. I'm a contrarian. The other way. It's a massive number, but I do believe that Tick-tock, tick-tock. That clock is going to hit midnight. I will lay the nine and a half. And by the way, it's an old bookie. Never get beaten by that damn doppelganger right there. That little, that little, that little, that little comma hanging there by that number, right? That hook. Don't, don't deal with it. Buy it down the nine. Give me Baltimore. I'll lay the nine. We're taking Baltimore. What does it mean when you buy it down? So if you if you let's just go twenty five bucks right. So when mm-hmm. you place a wager of twenty five dollars, 
and a wait it's it's a wager. Gambling is when you cannot pay the bet. Wagering is when you can pay the bet. There's a difference. When you, you only wager, want to wager folks. When you exactly right, Miss Wilson, exactly right. When you wager twenty five bucks, it's it you have ten percent juice. That's twenty seven fifty. If you buy the half point, so in this case we're gonna buy that half down to nine, then you pay double juice. So it's thirty dollars to win twenty five. If you win, okay. you win twenty five bucks. If you lose because you bought that half point, then you're paying thirty dollars. Thirty bucks. Got it. Okay, so so was it's one ten to win hundred or one twenty to win hundred? In terms of the standings here at ESPN Radio, I don't think we can buy it down. I think we have to pick against nine and oh, a but half. But I'm, I'm just letting people. So are we still, that was his. Yeah, that, he made the pick. That was his betting analysis, and which then I he get. gave some right. advice. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we are taking it even at nine and a half. We feel good about the Ravens having a big win here, even though C.J. Stroud and these Texans have surprised people all season long. No Mark Andrews, no problem. Give me the Ravens. All right, we're going with what Ian says here. You don't like it. You don't like it, do you? Uh, no, I actually, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. I don't really know what to do with it. I mean, I think the Ravens are so much better than the Texans, but the Texans have been surprising me, obviously, all season long. And C.J. Stroud is just so unbelievable that it's hard to pick against him. But I think we're all forgetting about that whole Lamar Jackson guy because it's not C.J. Stroud who's about to win the MVP. It will be it's, Lamar Jackson the, who is the MVP this season. And we're just forgetting because he was sitting on his couch the last few weeks. Why was he sitting on his couch? Because he's on the much better team in Baltimore. It's the Baltimore defense that I also love so much. I mean, yeah. when I say love, I mean just Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, all, I mean, every bit of it. Get, I mean, that defense, damn. Not just Lamar and the offense, but that it's more the defense, what they're going to do, and with Mike McDonald's a decor to C.J. Stroud and that Texans offense. Lay the nine. Now, one of the scary things is Lamar's record in the postseason, and there's always been a lot of criticism about can Lamar actually do it when it matters Fair most. Point. Here's Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, with Chris Beerman on how he's going to make this playoff run different. I'm just taking up but, um, two notches from uh, the end of regular season. Just stay locked in on what's in front of us, stuff like that. Just don't get complacent. You know, um, Don't think too much of the outside noise. Don't think too much of anything. Just keep focusing on what we need to focus on to get to our destination. So he's focused. He knows that it's been disappointing in the past, but he's got to change that trajectory at some point. You believe that this is the time for him to do that. Let's talk about the Chiefs at the Bills. The Chiefs, this is a close one. The Chiefs going to Orchard Park. Patrick Mahomes on the road for the first time in his playoff career outside of a Super Bowl, 12 playoff games outside of a Super Bowl, all 12 of those in Kansas City. The Bills at home favored by two and a half, according to ESPN. Bet this game is Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Ian, give me something. Buffalo's on a six-game win streak, six and one versus playoff teams, including the win over Pittsburgh. Let that sink in. Six and one against playoff teams. They're not just beating up on the flotsam and jetsam of the NFL. 
six and one, seven and one with Joe Brady calling plays since Ken Dorsey got canned as the OC. Uh, James Steele right now is giving me this like uh, this this look like the Joker gave the Batman right. Well, guess what? Batman won. James, uh, give me Buffalo. I'll lay the two and a half. If you're wagering, buy it down to two. I know all the injuries. I get it. I am. I, I fully understand. But you know what? America is hammering Kansas City right now to the tune of fifty-seven percent. And I understand that Taylor Rapp is still out. Gabe Davis won't play. Benford won't play. You know, Balen Specter at linebacker, he's out. Diggs is banged up. I do not care. Everyone's on the Chiefs. You know what I do, Amber? You go the other way. Go the other way. Give me the bills. I'll lay the two and a half, buy it down to two. Bet to your hands bleed on that one also. Hey, just just I, to be clear here, the Chiefs are the good guy. All right. So you're, what you're saying is the, the Joker is going to be Batman here, guy? I think. That's what you're Why saying. Why are the Chiefs the good guy? Because I said so. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. Uh, they're like the dynasty annoying guy that everybody right. hates now right, because they've fan. been too good for too long. You know who hasn't gotten over that hump? The Buffalo Bills. You know, as one of the best fan bases in the entire country, the Buffalo Bills. And Patrick Mahomes has to try to win in front of that fan base Batman this time, wins. not in front of his very good fan base at home. Alex hey, you know Smith who, loves, you know who the... loves chicken wings? Where's the birthplace of the chicken wing? America. And you know where there that was go. born? Buffalo, damn it. <laughs> Alex Smith agreed with us when he was on earlier that this Patrick Mahomes playing on the road thing might be a big deal. Home field advantage is a very real thing, especially here in the playoffs and a place like Buffalo, like Orchard Park, it's going to be crazy loud. I don't think the weather has an impact at all in this, just because Kansas City obviously is a pretty cold place and just played a game and what the third coldest game in history. So both teams and both QBs are, are well-equipped to play outside. But the crowd noise is a real factor. And listen, Patrick's had the benefit of obviously being one of the better regular season teams throughout his career and has had home field advantage. And Patrick is so good with his cadence. I mean, we saw it on display, I think, against the Miami Dolphins. I mean, he was calling out linebackers that were blitzing by number, getting the defense to tell. The Dolphins have brought the house. They brought cover zero, I think, 34 times in that game. And you could see Patrick had a plan and was very prepared for it. That all kind of changes as soon as you go on the road. Like, listen, you're going to be using silent count. Kansas City is predominantly in the gun, especially on big downs. And all of a sudden, like, it's hard to get those little tips and tells from the defense because you don't have cadence. And so that certainly helps to build defensive line. Brought the house, oh, but we had no edge rushers, uh, so we could get no pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I digress. As a Miami, as a disgruntled uh, Miami Dolphins fan, I, I do think that it will be far tougher for Patrick Mahomes against this Buffalo team in Buffalo than facing my Miami Dolphins uh, in the frozen tundra of Kansas City. So I like this choice. I'm okay with it. We'll see how it works oh, out. Coming up God. next, that was the. I AFC. don't like it. I just want to go on record as saying I don't like this. Yeah, well, we know. We, eh. Coming up next. Dolphin fan. Uh, Team Christine Lisi around here. Uh, Coming up next here on ESPN Radio. We did the AFC. We've got to do the NFC now. We'll get to our picks in the NFC next. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. All right, so we're leading the way in the postseason so far. It's only been one super wild card weekend. So we've got to 
Make sure these divisional picks for us count here so we can stay atop the standings ahead of all the other ESPN radio shows. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons, we've been hanging out with you. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Packers at Niners. This is another one of those uh, games, Ian, with a mm. huge spread. San Francisco, a heavy favorite, according to ESPN. Bet nine and a half point spread in this game. What are you thinking? That's it really had noise. moved. All right, really hasn't moved. Uh, where's my music? I mean, come on now. There we go, Harry Black. I mean, he's an offensive lineman. Sometimes he's a little slow off I'm, the I'm a little slow. I'm a big guy. I take a little bit of time. <laughs> By the way, what was your playing weight? I'm going to guess 310. I never got up to 310, but I was about three bills. What are you now? I'm going to guess but two. Are you like shredded now? Two fitty. you're like into bodybuilding and stuff i am into bodybuilding i am for a lack of i'm, I'm a little more plump right now i'm about 238 pounds <laughs> dude that's I mean, amazing man. Do, you shed 60 do not ask me my wow 60 pounds that's impressive bro we're doing a harry hey harry black former illinois offensive lineman now that's, the only thing you can do that to the only people you can do that to are o-linemen where you hey, do the harry whole, will tell you weight, uh, nate, nate newton now. yeah nate newton Three-time Super Bowl champ, six-time Pro Bowler, right, for the Dallas Cowboys. When he retired, you know what he said? I'm going to go get filthy fat. And he did. And now he's skinny as hell. You go so, You go one of two ways well, as an offensive line when you're done. It. You get really <laughs> skinny or really fat. That's it. A lot of them get really skinny. Oh, man. Really Love skinny. the big hog mollies, baby. All right, here we go. So, San Fran, most of America's on Green Bay because of what they did to Dallas, in Dallas. Out of sight, out of mind, San Francisco. 58% of the wagers right now are on Green Bay. It's a big number again, Amber, and it does scare me a bit, but I'm going to lay it. So we are laying the 9.5 San Fran against the Packers at home. They're healthy. Drake Greenlaw is back. Eric Armstead's back. Give us the Niners laying the 9 and a hook. It's a lot of points. Uh, I don't hate it. I'm surprised everybody's on. No, I really don't. I'm surprised everybody's on the Packers. I guess it makes sense. It's that offense that we've seen. I mean, they and then it's that. So that's what that's exactly what I was going to bring up because I think it's the offense and the way that we've seen Green Bay play. But I also think it's the whole out of sight thing that's happening here with the Niners and the Ravens. So I'm okay with this pick. I it's. Is this one of those where you like try to buy it down and all that because nine and a half's a lot? Yeah, if you if you're wagering on it, don't ever get beat by that damn hook. So buy it down to nine. I, I don't care if it's twenty one and a half, and I, I, I mean I, I will buy it to twenty two or buy it down to twenty one, depending on what it is. I will never get beaten by that little comma hanging by a number. The Niners are five and one against the spread in their past six postseason games as a two possession favorite. So the Niners in the postseason, pretty good at covering when they are a big heavy favorite like they are in this game. Don't jinx us. Everyone's been on San Francisco all season long. I mean, there were the injuries there that brought them back down to earth for a very brief period of time. But like you said, they're healthy again. That offense ranks second in total yards per game, third in rushing. They've got Christian McCaffrey. They've got all the weapons. We know about the weapons. Greenlaw's healthy. As well. Armstead's we'll back. We'll do Come it. on. Yeah. Come on. Come we'll on. We'll do it. We'll, we'll stick with what you said here. Sorry, Jordan Love. Sorry, Packers Nations. But here's the thing. If you're a Green Bay fan, 
boy, are you excited about the future. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, honestly, yeah. it'd, be, it, it'd be so icing on the cake, obviously, if they can get past San Francisco here. But that Amber, wasn't the it's goal. The I youngest mean, this team, has already been accomplished for you guys. Green Bay is the youngest team to advance in the postseason, yes. in the playoffs, since the 1970s. I know. Let that sink in. All right, Bucks-Lions. And somehow Lions. They, they have no problem picking finding quarterback talent, uh, by the yeah, way. But, yeah, Bucks-Lions. So, so here you go. Lions favored by six and a half. Go ahead. This one scares me a bit. I hate to do this. My brother coached for Detroit for six years. This one's 3 p.m., by the way, on Sunday. This stings. It does. Give me the Bucks. Wow. Give me the Bucks. Now, is this you? Now you wouldn't be taking the Bucks straight up, right? Like, do you think the Bucks are going to win, or you just think six and a half is too many? No, points? I think six and a half is too much. Buy it up to seven if you're if you're playing it. If you're actually wagering, that's a wow. big half a point, and I do mean a massive half point. Always buy uh, either two so six you can or buy two up seven. To seven. Oh yeah, yeah, so you yeah. Can yeah buy yeah. down and you, buy you can up. buy any half point, up or down, either way. Yes, yes. But okay. So take Tampa Bay plus a six and a half in our ESPN challenge, but. Uh, if you're wagering, take Tampa plus seven. That is part of my bet to your hands bleed, which we'll get to right now. So to recap, we are going Baltimore, San Francisco, Tampa, and the Bills in our ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Bet to your hands bleed. I will take Baltimore minus nine. I'm going to go the under in Casey and the Bills, 46. Buy it up to 46. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game than most people think. I will take Sam Fran against the number, minus nine, and bet your hands bleed. And I will take the over in Tampa Bay and Lions. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Give me the over 49 in that game. Bet to your hands bleed. Baltimore, the under in KC and the Bills, San Francisco, and the over in Tampa Bay. So right now, KC and and the Bills on ESPN bet, I think right now it's at 45 and a half. Uh, and in Bucks Lions, it is at 49 and a half right now. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and that's it, where yeah. it is so, right yeah, now. Buy it down to 49 ESPN and buy it so to 46. Buy it Always buy so the there hook. There you go. Always there buy you the go. hook. Always buy the hook. That is the advice of Ian Fitzsimmons. Oh, He's bookie. been giving us excellent advice so far. Ever since he showed back up on Fridays. Now, if you take a Friday off, again, I don't know what's going to happen here. Okay. You're going to have to mail in your picks before you just, you know what? How about this? Just stay through the Super Bowl and then let's, we're good. Let's just see what happens here. Okay. Because you're, you're putting some, I feel he's good. Putting some I feel bad gree gree on these picks here, darling. I feel good. And, and what I feel best about is if we don't do well, it ain't my fault. It's only in fits of its fault because we went with everything he said. 